Here we go. Episode 37. And real quick, I start every show with this. If you would like to be on a future episode, or if you know someone that has some cool stories and would like to be on a future episode, shoot me an email right here. If you're just listening, the email is everywhere at gmail.com. And thank you uh, for all of the new subscribers that um, have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, we're almost to 100 subscribers. I know that doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme, but it's a lot for this show. And what do they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. So we're stoked about almost hitting 100. Maybe you will be the 100th subscriber. Um, without further ado, Mr. Lonnie G, episode 37. What's up, man? Whoa. Hey, man. <laughs> How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, your girlfriend and bandmate mm. uh, we had on uh, a few episodes ago. Um, Sarah. Sarah. Yep. And um, she was talking a little bit about um, the band that you guys are in together. I know that she's in a couple of bands. She mentioned that she was in a pop band as well. Um, is that how you guys met? Was through music or did you like go to high school together or how'd you meet? Was it music? It was music. It wasn't our band, cool. but it was, uh, it was music. It was a grateful, one of the many grateful dead cover bands that blessed the bars of New York city. Which was um, this one. So this one was, um, oh my God, ice petal flowers. Ice petal flowers. Ice petal flowers, which I guess is some lyric in some grateful dead song. Shout I would have known. Yeah, cheers. Um, and that was in like early summer, like late May, early June, 2018. We we're at the cool. show. Um, just you know, a bunch of my friends were you know also a bunch of her friends, but we didn't know each other. And then we all went to the show one night and danced and met each other and locked eyes on the dance floor and the rest is history. Nice. I love we did it. We did go to the same school, though. We did go. We both went to UMass Amherst, but I was Didn't. a freshman. She was a right. senior, and we uh, yeah. Didn't we were in the same. We were in the same room for sure, at least once for a Herbie Hancock show when he came to UMass. Cool. We were both at this Herbie Hancock show in 2013, so we have that going for us. <laughs> so that's the first show you guys saw. Together. That's the first show. And I, think we and I think we both fell asleep during it. <laughs> the disrespect. It's Sorry, cool Herbie. though that you got to say that you saw Herbie Hancock. Yeah, legend, dude. Yeah, that or not that movie, that album. Uh, was it Chameleon? Or yeah, I, yeah, dude. That's like the only. <laughs> that's, all that's, all yeah, that's all you need, baby. Yeah, I think there's just like 05 percent of Herbie Hancock fans who know the entire discography. Yeah, and, and the rest, Chameleon and Watermelon Man. That's all you got. <laughs> That's all you need to know. But if you can play Chameleon on bass, you're in. You're in. And on stage. It's like one of those, like you see people that walk up to people at like festivals that are like wearing like a band shirt and they're like, name three songs. I've done that before. (laughs) Have you? Yeah. Like in New York City, you have to, you know, keep things fresh. If you're having like a bad day, you know, and you're on the subway and you see this, you know, I don't know, let's just say some goth 
looking person wearing a, a Grateful Dead shirt, just be like, you know, or like an MTA employee wearing a Grateful Dead shirt, like, oh, what's your favorite Grateful Dead song? Yeah. And they look at you puzzled. Who's that? Dude, because it's crazy. Like, if it's you go crazy. to, like, the mall now or anything, like, you can get, like, dead gear in, like, fucking Old Navy. It's, I know. Like, the dancing band, like, they're everywhere. It is some of the some of the best Grateful Dead merch I've ever seen, and Red Hot Chili Peppers merch was at uh, Urban Outfitters <laughs> in Austin, Texas. I remember it so well. I'm like, how is this? How does this exist, dude? I remember the first time I went into an Urban Outfitters, and I was like, what is this store? Because like you like if you don't know what it is, and you just like wander in there, you're like, oh, this is cool, and then you're like, oh wait, like this is all like okay, and it takes you a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even like, if you have something from Urban Outfitters and someone's like, oh, that's cool. Like, where'd you get it? It's like Etsy. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Somewhere online. Send me down. <laughs> yeah. My Found older it. cousins. Yeah. <laughs> don't say anything but Urban Outfitters. I know. Oh, dude. Why is there that stigma with that? What? I don't think I own anything from Urban Outfitters. I don't either. No. Do I? I would. <laughs> They do have disposable cameras, so if you're ever in a pinch, oh, you're going on a trip, and you need a disposable camera, they have them. That's one of those things that, like, I haven't been looking for, but I haven't seen one of those right. in a very long time. It's good but, to know. Yeah. I actually took a disposable camera to my first fish show, good and man. I still have them, like, printed off and stuff, and they're so bad. Like, I was trying to take pictures in the venue. <laughs> just like black and you can see like little dots of light yep. um but enough send about my to, first... uh, send them to fish on film on oh Instagram. dude i don't know if any are good enough but i could right. but i do follow that page account. yeah it really is some of the stuff i see on there I'm like oh dude that's a gem right. i guess uh shout out to fish on film keeping fish it keeping it vintage keeping it vintage the urban outfitters of fish <laughs> oh, no <laughs> the disrespect I know. Okay, let's get into your story. Let's do it. Um, when first off, how old are you? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, a little bit younger than I am. Yes. So, when did you first discover fish? Like, when did you first hear them? When did you get that first CD? What was it? Yeah, it was. Um, I would say probably two thousand eight, summer two thousand eight, in summer camp jewish summer camp you know breeding ground for many fish fans and their first tastes i've heard this, that yeah i've had this, this uh it's called camp kindering in upstate new york um where i went to forever and huge fish culture huge dave matthews band culture dispatch oar all that good stuff sure um right all the you know all the gateway drug bands. <laughs> so I heard my first, you know, my group of friends and I, we all heard, I'd say this one counselor, I don't even know who it would be, probably showed us and put on Gotta Jabu. That was the first song I ever heard. Studio okay. Jabu. Um, so fat, so bouncy, so good, so clean and crisp. Um, hearing that and then hearing... Probably Ants Marching by Dave Matthews you know, <laughs> right after. Yeah. It's like a mix CD like or something. It, an iPod, you know? Oh, an iPod. Yeah. All iPods. iPods yeah. plugged in with the aux cable into the speakers <laughs> for the whole camp yeah. of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, we had, we, this one summer we brought this one friend brought speakers where if we put it on full blast on one side of camp, you heard it on the other side of camp. Tight. You can imagine what a bunch of like inappropriate fourteen-year-old boys would play for the whole camp to hear. <laughs> sure. Gotta jabu. Yeah. Um, so I heard gotta jabu right the first time. I also heard you know ants marching, and it felt like a matrix situation where it was like fish pill, Dave pill. Mm. and we ended up taking the dave pill um and following that chasing that dragon for eight years or okay, so gotcha. yeah so really there was a long time where i knew a fish and i was listening to fish but didn't go see them live and you know now we're in 3.0 and mm-hmm. it was like every year i would add a couple songs to my ipod of fish, uh-huh. um, stuff from a live one. There is that Alpine release in 2010, I think that yep. fish came out with, and that was, there was a fuck your face. There was the, uh, um, Susie Oki pond to Susie opener. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of what filled my iPod. And I really had the same like batch of 13 fish songs for about, almost 10 years before I saw them for the first time. And are these other than like um, the Alpine show that you talked about and a live one are some of these songs that you're putting onto your iPod are these like studio? Is this just a mix of what you can find on like LimeWire? Yeah. <laughs> where are like, you like searching these out at? Probably, you know, I was big into like the YouTube MP3 downloader where you go on YouTube you you know let's say there's a a Susie Greenberg I remember this girl in high school you know when I told her oh I I, I listen to fish and she was like oh Susie Greenberg's my favorite song well then I went and discovered Susie Greenberg gotcha. and what I probably did was found a video on YouTube of it copied the link mm-hmm. brought it into this YouTube mp3 converter yep and then it goes to your iTunes I mean it was everything for me was iTunes yeah torrents and mp3 downloads pirate bay yeah. Did you do yeah. Bay at all? <laughs> I, yeah, all of that. I mean, especially to get like Dave, live Dave albums too at the time. Sure. So that's how I got my fish fix. And I don't think I ever like bought anything mm-hmm. like any CDs or anything off iTunes, but I would just download. And like I said, it was like very incremental, a couple songs sure. at a time. <clears throat> um, and that was that. There was Gumbo. I remember Gumbo being a big one. Mm-hmm. That was played a lot. Yeah. And then and then I saw him. So whenever you're so going back to summer camp yeah. and you know you're getting exposed to all this jammy music and you hear fish, you hear Dave Matthews, and Dave Matthews like sticks out and you're like, oh, that's what I'm gonna like dig on for a while. Yeah. Um, but still picking up fish here and there when when was that first time to where fish like it like click when when did it surpass dave to where you were like oh this like i understand now what's happening and like this is my bag um was it after your first show before your first show what did that look like it was it was during the baker's dozen it was it was when i started seeing them for the first time were those your first shows, The Baker's Dozen? Baker's Dozen Night One was my show number one. How many, because uh, you were obviously in New York at that time. How many did yeah. you see? Did you catch them all? 
I went to nine. Nine. Okay, cool. It worked out really well where um, I was renting an apartment. I was subletting with a friend nice. in Williamsburg um, for super cheap. And, and he was like, my, my, my roommate is gone for two and a half weeks. And it just so happened to be the two and a half weeks of the Baker season. Nice. So, and at the time I was living, you know, at home, I had just graduated school. I was in Jersey with my parents. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll crash with you for $350 a week to live in Williamsburg. No yeah. problem. Or a month, whatever it was. Um, so I had this place in Williamsburg, you know, that wasn't New Jersey where I could go to via subway after each show. So it made it very easy. I was working a job where I was making real money for the first time and out by three o'clock. So it was very easy to hang out. And then I would say out of those nine shows, seven of the nine, I got my tickets at the box office, like the day. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice, dude. Yeah. But I mean, you know, backtracking on that, just, you know, deciding to go to a fish show. I mean, it really came down to just being like, you know what? I think it's time to see fish. But that's like its own, you know. Yeah, yeah. So up until that first night of the Baker's Dozen run, you know, you're how deep into fish are you at that point? Are you still like, oh, it's all Dave and like fish sprinkled in here and there? Or had you already like kind of dove into like the rabbit hole and were like, oh, my God, and like getting obsessed with like certain jams and things like that? Or was it did it happen at the Baker's Dozen? So the rabbit hole started with the um right before the Baker says in, in May, 2017. Gotcha. With, uh, it was a trip to Barnes and Noble with my dad. And I went to the music section and there's the fish biography book by uh park Potter Brewer or whatever. His last yeah. Name is. I have yeah, it. Yeah. The black and one. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, mine's, mine's, uh, the covers in color, but it's the same oh, really? one. Yeah. 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 But like, it's just like the four of them, like in the snow <laughs> mm-hmm. fish biography. And I'm looking at it and and I'm like, you know, and I thought to, I'm standing there and I'm like, you know, like I've known about this band for eight, nine years now. Um, I know they're playing in New York City in a few weeks, in a couple months. Um, I think, And I've literally just said to myself, I think it's time I should learn more about Fish. So I got the book. Yeah. And I went back and I read it over the course of two weeks and that was where it all started. Cause I would be reading the book and, you know, we're in, you know, early 1.0, we're in Burlington in the eighties, you know, I would put those shows on, I would download, re- I downloaded, we listened for the first time and would put yeah. those shows on. And like, if he's talking about foam, I would put foam on and listen to foam as I'm reading about foam. Yeah. And that was just like double whammy, like mind <laughs> explosion. Yeah, man. Because Especially. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because like, you know, this was like the first time I'm learning about fish, learning about Trey, Mike, Paige, and John and their history and where they came from. And I mean, the history, I mean, it's an amazing history, as we all know. Yeah. So interesting from like my like young, you know, 23 year old mind at the time. I was just like, this is serious. This is not Dave Matthews, man. Like, this is fish. it's a whole different thing yeah it's a different thing and i'm sure you know to to be fair to dave i'm not one of those dave bashers i like dave honestly i really do as a matter of fact i was listening to um 
a little side tangent. Yesterday, I got home from work and uh, my girlfriend was at home on the couch and we were talking and everything. And like, we started getting a little like snippy with each other. And she was like, hey, I need you to show me some grace right now because something's happening with me. And I was like, all right, I got you. I was like, I've heard, you know, message received. Yes, yes. And so then I was like, I was like, hey, Google, play Grace is Gone by Dave Matthews Ooh. Band. And I just walked out. We both started laughing. Uh, but yeah, love Dave. And I'm sure um, if, you know, we were to read a Dave, you know, biography or a book about Dave, you know, you're going to have those similar stories of like him yeah. starting out early and stuff. Uh, so yeah, no, no disrespect to Dave. I love Dave. No, not at all. Um, but it is a different animal like with with fish and it's funny that you brought up that book because um that's a similar story that i have like i got into fish like 2004 whenever you know shit was just fucking disastrous but i had no idea of it i was kind of doing the same thing like downloading songs here and there here at live one and things like that uh live in brooklyn i was like this is cool and then 09 comes around and we're like, dude, we're going to go to New Year's. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. And so that year for Christmas, like, that's what I had asked for. I was like, I want this, this, this. And I was like obsessed. And um, my mom got me that book as well. And so mm. I was like, oh, dope. Like, I got a couple of days to read, you know, before like we go on. And dude, I was just reading and kind of doing the same thing. I was a little bit more familiar with it, you know, but I was just like getting like amped up. And I was like, dude, I'm like learning like deep dive into the history. I'm about to go see these guys for the first time. And it's just like, gets all giddy and shit. I fucking love it, dude. So you're discovered. And I'm curious, are you already playing music at this time? Whenever like you're discovering fish, because looking at it through like a musician's lens is a little bit different than just like, yeah, someone that doesn't play music. So were you already like playing guitar and like learning? Yeah, stuff? I've been playing guitar for my whole life, you know, gotcha. basically. So, but, you know, at the time though, if you asked me to play a fish on the guitar while reading that book in May of 2017, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You're not going to launch into run like an antelope. No, <laughs> I can. Well, actually, not, I, haven't, I haven't learned antelope yet. Right now I'm learning yen. Dude. I just got through the intro of yen. It's a beast. It's by the I, hat it's a beast. You, man. But I'm slow. I'm not at the speed it needs to be yet. Right. No, we have to start slow. We got we got time until our debuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are you whenever sorry, another side tangent. Whenever you play, are you like practicing like with the metronome? I try to. Try to, yeah. I try it's to. It's sometimes. it's tough. I mean, like a song like Yam is like such weird timing already. Right. It's there, but like have you know, it's getting used to that click, like yeah, knowing where. Especially you know? with so many notes. So I know you just I got through the intro. As a bass player too, I really never played with a me I, I've always just preferred playing with a drummer. Right. Right. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> the metronome doesn't have as much <laughs> metronome is depressing. It really is. It's like it's like, it's like the same tone over yeah. and over again. Exactly. Like this doesn't have any fucking groove, man. No. I'm a drum machine guy. I've had this bass pedal, this like zoom multi-effect bass pedal forever. And it has like an amazing drum processor on it. Cool. So you so can use awesome. that. So when I'm like home solo, I can just yeah. play along to a drum beat instead of a depressing click. <laughs> so whenever you're learning, like you said, you're learning the M, like what are you, are you reading like 
sheet music on it? Are you looking at tabs? Are you just listening? Like, what, how are you learning? Tabs. Emil. Obviously. I was just about to say, dude. Love, love you, Emil, whoever you are. Whoever you are, you, you know, I'm for all guitar players who are learning fish. I mean, Emil and then uh, for dead, for the dead, Jay Darks. Okay. Look at, yeah. Look at Jay Darks. I don't know if it's jdarks.net or you could probably just type in Jay Darks tabs and yeah. he's got like live recording tabs like that. Oh, man. Like, and they're pretty like spot on. So if you ever go down the dead yeah. rabbit hole and want to learn some dead tunes, Jay Darks. But yeah, Emil. So that's, you're just looking up Emil's tabs and learning yeah. the M and that's how you're learning most of these fish songs or. Yeah, I think so. Um, but what I'll, like songs on like Jabu or, you know, like Possum or something, you know, that are like more straightforward chord wise, mm -hmm. right? Jabu is only two chords. Yeah. Um, for that, I'll just listen, like instead of Emil's, I'll just listen to like, a bunch of 3.0 recordings, a bunch of 2.0 recordings, a bunch of 1.0 versions, and like just hear what Trey does. Cause that song, you just like need that inspiration. Like the phrasing and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Things yeah. he's doing and yeah. ideas. Different well, lists. That's what I'll do yeah. for those songs. But a song like, yeah, song like Yam or Antelope, I'm going straight to the taps. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, man. Yeah. Dude. And that's, I think Yim, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think whenever you get to like the end, like where it's like funky and stuff, I think it's just two chords then too. I think it's just yeah. C to G. G it's to like, C. Yeah. Just oh my funk. God. I yeah. that's gonna be such a that's gonna be such a relief. Yeah, like, yeah, I like, think about that. Like you run it uphill with like all these fucking notes and all these passages, and then you you're like fucking finally. Yeah, <laughs> two chords. Let's fucking jam. And I'm playing this, I'm playing this on this on this Fender Strat, and there's only 21 frets, and there's a like there's some parts of Yem that are, you know. 22 24 frets because you got to get some bendies you know, in there plays a you know language 24 fret guitar so animal I'm gonna get creative i have yeah. to do some parts on the lower register yeah because um, i'm sure you're like have, having to I don't have the space up there yeah <laughs> one day one day i'll get one day i'll get a mock doc you know mock doc too mock doc i've looked at those things and they're just they're beautiful but like there's you you can't they're not affordable. <laughs> no. Oh, Fred has some decently affordable ones. Does he? That I've seen. Yeah. F P H R E D. P H R E D. Okay. Yeah. Like he there's like there's like a tier that are that's like more affordable and that that look beautiful and I've heard good things about. And then he has like a second tier. Um, Got it. that's like more in the like, you know, two, three grand range. Okay. That's like, you know, a bit more serious. Yeah. I'd probably just stick with the first tier. Yeah. Same. And then mod it out when I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that high maintenance when it comes to my guitars. Like I, I don't I, I'm I don't know all the you know all the guts and all the ins and outs, just like dude, you know, I don't either. It's like yeah. I have I have three guitars, one's acoustic, and then I have a strat as well. And um the other one, I'm not really sure what it is, so I won't get into it. But same thing. It's like, you know, you'll be playing with some people and they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I did this. And like, I got these pickups in it now. And then like, there's talking. I'm like, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Like, how does it sound? <laughs> how does it feel when you play it? <laughs> like, I don't know any of this shit, man. Yeah. Just give me give me a nice neck and low action and I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. That's the main thing. That's it. You don't want your fucking fingers no. bleeding and shit.
having to like hammer on every fucking <laughs> yeah. okay so uh back to your story sorry i'm good at taking this off on tangents so. no it, as it should be <laughs> um so you hit your first shows you hit nine of the baker's dozen yes and after that last that ninth show are you just like is your life completely different are you like changed are you like okay now this is like how are you feeling after the string of shows um whole new life whole new yeah. world whole new a, a whole new a massive door just opened yeah all of a sudden um you know have a whole new crew of people around me sure you know out in new york city you know like before the dozen I'd be going out with my, you know, summer camp day friends, right? My homies yeah. that I've known for a very long time. Going out with them, you know, doing that thing. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm going out with a bunch of, like, 30, 35-year-olds, like, <laughs> uh, to go see fish cover bands at the Cutting Room or Brooklyn Bowl and yeah, the best time ever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I never have to wait in line at a bar in Murray Hill again, you know? Like, Is that, like, a big, like fish area or well that was like what i was doing before is like you know, okay oh. time, that's like this little neighborhood you know you went out like recent like college graduates would move there and like sure that's where i couch surfed a ton gotcha so if i wasn't yeah. subletting in williamsburg i was couch surfing that, nice and that was super fun yeah <laughs> on different levels it was the year of uh just uh nomad and discovering fish figuring it out yeah, it was awesome. tough going back to my parents' house after nine fish shows <laughs> and living in the city. That whole combination. Yeah, um, <laughs> trying to figure out what real life's like again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then everything changed after that. That's awesome. So you hit the nine shows of Baker's Dozen, and then your life's changed. You have a different outlook on fish. You're totally into it. Oh, I'm in. How after show number one? I was. You're just, I, I knew I was going to more. Yeah. So, like to put it into perspective, it was five of us who went to that first show together, Night Coconut Night. Because mm -hmm. I, when I was, you know, reading this book and it hit me, I was like, we need to go see Fish. Like I texted my Dave crew, right? That's who I went to go see live music with. And I, you know, we'd seen a good amount of Dave shows together. And I was like, guys, like it's time we see Fish. Like it's been long enough. We need to go see a Fish show and try it and see what it's like. And they're like, it didn't take much convincing. I was like, they're playing in New York City on July 21st. I'll get tickets. Um, but we need to go. And they're like, all right, fine. And five of us went. And out of the five of us, one of us, three of them have only been to that one show. Okay. One of them has seen them like 10 to 15 times. And the other one has seen them 104 times. You're the 104. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. But it's just like, you know, it was funny. Like, you know, after that, three, you know, more than half of the crew was just like, all right, I saw what I needed to see. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, that we have to, like, keep in mind, you know, everyone that's on this show, obviously, like, is a huge fish fan. And it's yeah. like, you know, whether they've seen one show and they just got into it or they've seen 104 or they've seen 400, you know, it's, it's, we're all like obsessed with this band. And sometimes it doesn't take with other people and that's okay. Like oh, yeah. there are other people out there that like, you know, 
jam band music, but fish isn't their bag. Maybe it's Dave. Maybe it's whoever. It was I, funny because uh, the next show I went to after Coconut Night was the Sunday show, the Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. We had gone up to do something in upstate New York that Saturday. And I, okay, so here's Clay. Here's where it really clicked. Lay it on me. The moment where it clicked and I was yeah. like, right, I'm in this. Yeah. Um, it was the Saturday night. It was strawberry night. We were all, my camp crew, we were all upstate at camp. It was like the visiting day and like we weren't, at, you know, working or going to camp anymore, but you can still go up and like you get super shit faced like that night up at the bars in upstate and then you go to camp yeah. the next day and, you know, say hello to everyone. And we're up there and we're all at this bar, me and my closest friends, like people I love so dearly, who I'll know for my entire life. We're all at this bar and Fish is playing Strawberry Night. And if you look at that set list, it's just phenomenal. Um, and I remember at like midnight looking at the set list and breaking down, crying because I missed Cities and Peaches and Regalia. Two covers. Yeah. Month. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I like sit down on the curb and I'm just like with my phone, like, oh my God. And I think that's like, I mean, that's just like the big sign right there. Like you're all my closest friends in the world having, you know, we're having the best time once a year. And I'm just like, I miss cities and peaches <laughs> looking at fish.net for the first time. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So and like, they're coming up like Lonnie, what's wrong? I was like, you won't understand. <laughs> <laughs> You won't get it, man. You won't get it. So that that really was the moment where I was like, where at least it was like, all right, you, you can't really miss shows anymore. Like especially shows that like are like hometown shows. Yeah. If fish was is within and it's a little different for I mean, for people that live in New York or in the you know, northeast, but like people that live in different parts of the country, like if fish is on tour and they're within five six seven eight hours of you like yeah. you gotta like you gotta do it you <laughs> you're gonna see or you're gonna be pulling a Lonnie and you're gonna be looking at the set list on twitter or on dot net and you're gonna be like why did i not do that yeah and obviously you know that was the first of many times yeah. as we all experience we all yeah. have our, we all have our shows where we uh you know the we're out there and we're just like wow I've been chasing that song for 25 years and I missed it by one night. <laughs> okay. So speaking of that, um, you know, the, the white whales or the, the songs that you're chasing. Um, I know you mentioned peaches and regalia and cities. Yeah. Um, other than those two songs, do you have a song that you're still chasing after seeing fish 104 times that you haven't yeah. seen? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm I'm definitely still chasing peaches. Um, haven't seen that yet because they did that in Mexico last year. Um, the night with Dave. Don't that's that can be a whole other episode um, <laughs> about looking at my phone and being you know yeah. rot beyond belief. Um, yeah. Sanity. I'm still chasing. Sanity is like the big one, and I've missed that one a few times, like by one show. Oh, yeah. Love that sanity song, has always gotten in the way from me. Um, I got four bins finally at Shoreline two years ago, and so that was amazing. Yeah, Iculus, I haven't heard, but I'm not really chasing Iculus. Like, sure, it's funny. We uh, we were at Dick's last year, and we 
went home that Sunday. And I remember Sarah was Monday. Yeah. And like, and like, like Scott Marks, like Twitter, like song 384 of summer tour, Iculus. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, I, of, I didn't have any FOMO. It's kind of a, it's cool to get, but Iculus itself is kind of a, a novelty, you know, it's, it's not, you're not like missing anything other than being able to say, oh yeah, I've seen that song. So honestly, not a fish original, but ride captain ride is like, oh, nice. It's like. Definitely like the number one cover. I am really an Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. Albuquerque by Neil Young. Yep. Like those two. I mean, who knows if they'll ever play them again. And I think Trey just needs to know that someone wants to hear it. <laughs> Tell uh, him. Really, I think, I think one thing, like, you know, think about how many songs that guy like has just like cycling around his brain. Oh yeah. And, oh, I, yeah. and I truly believe like, if you just like, if you run into Trey and you tell him, you know, Trey ride captain, ride in Albuquerque, like, there's a big pocket of fans who would go pretty crazy for it. <laughs> There's a chance maybe in like the next couple tours he'll play it. He'd be like, okay, okay. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll do that. Whenever you, uh, people saw, whenever they clicked on this episode, you have a picture with Trey. So you've met Trey. Yeah. Um, when, whenever you met him, how, how was that experience for you? Because I've, had this mem or memory i've had this dream in my head of years of like how i would act if i met trey or anyone from fish really and i was like oh i'll be i'll be cool and just be like hey man i really like your music you know you changed my life but then on the other end i'm like i would I like that. completely like <laughs> not be cool at all i'm like i'm so sorry i know i'm just another i gotta get a pick thank you so much <laughs> Can I have you want to text sometime? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just lose it. Can I so, buy you dinner? yeah, what are you guys doing later? Yeah. <laughs> so, how did how did you come to meet Trey? And how did were you did you play it cool? Did you, yeah? So, that was um, after Trey got stuck New Year's. That was so that was now we're in January 2020, mm -hmm. and that was Trey Tab's run two night run at the cap in Port Chester. Okay, um. And we go there and, you know, my, my people, we like to get there early and just hang out and be up front and right. just, yeah, hang out. Like if we're going to see Tab and, you know, we don't have anything to do that day, there's no work or just go to the venue, you know, post up. And usually it's like our, the familiar faces are the ones who like get there at like two, two, 3 PM. Sure. And just hang out and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get there around then and we're hanging out and, you know, it's kind of just like, all right, it's the cap. It's a small venue. Like there are only so many streets like, you know, Trey will pull up at this spot eventually. And, you know, I'm young and like got a lot of energy. I'm like, oh, I'll go hang out. I'll just like hang out nearby. And I've always my whole life been intrigued by just like, you know, like, celebrity sightings and yeah yeah just like you know where the action is like i've always you know if i see like a bunch of security guards i'm gonna be like what's going on like who's here yeah i ask that like if i see a line i'm like what are you guys in line for <laughs> so, i gotta know yeah i gotta know i'm curious i'm you know like sarah says like i'm the cat that gets killed by curiosity <laughs> gotta sure. know i gotta be involved what's going on um so like four four thirty i'm like 
screw it. Like if I'm standing here, like you guys are all here, I'm going to go stand over there see what the deal is. And I go and I end up standing and hanging out with Scott, Scott Marks, you know, the man responsible for every stat, you know, about fish. Yep. God bless you, Scott Marks. Um, yep. And he's hanging there and, you know, you can imagine how excited he is because he's obviously there for the same reason I am. Like mm-hmm. he knows that Trey's going to pull up eventually. And we, and this was like a really good start to Scott and I's friendship, you know, since then we've, you know, done like legs of tours together and just. That's cool, man. Scott's a dear, Scott is an amazing friend. Um, so we're hanging out and just shooting the shed and he's, you know, he's got his, he's got his phone ready. He's got his clipboard ready. He, you know, full Scott Marks mode. It's not his well, first rodeo. Not his first rodeo, <laughs> but it's, this will be his first time meeting Trey. No his shit. First time meeting Trey, you know. And when you like think of that, he's been seeing fish since '97, and he's been so involved in the community and so involved with, you know, the fish world for so many years. Yeah, that he's never met Trey before. You know, 2020. Wow. I was like, this is surprising. Yeah, I'm surprised right now. I'm honored. Like I've been seeing fish for three years, and like <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're, Scott, we're in this together. Yeah. Um. So and eventually, you know, the the blacks tinted suburban pulls up, um, and you know, security's like Carl R.I.P. Um, who was Trey Security at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the background of the photo. You could see like that that face to the right of Trey. That was Carl. Yeah, um, I think he's in it. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was the man. He was a big. Amazing person in the scene. Uh, kept Trey safe. And that's all yep. that matters. Mm-hmm. So, and then the car pulls up. Stu gets out. And then Trey gets out. And I remember as Trey came out, I hear a bunch of commotion behind me. And I look to my right. And it's like four parents with like their six kids. And they're like, oh, guys, look, it's Trey. Let's go say hi to Trey. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because at this point we've been waiting. Like, I got it, like, for the kids. It's great. But, like, like you got to wait in line. <laughs> I don't care that, you know, it's the kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, do not fuck this up. Not, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but Trey gets out. Scott goes up to him. And they have a moment. And Scott actually requested a song forgot the name of the song you know he's like you know you guys used tab used to play this like you haven't played it in probably gave him the exact number of shows he hasn't played it in <laughs> yeah and trey ended up playing it that night which was super cool and it's cool to be near scott at the show and hear that and just yeah like, was there for that origin i take a picture of them and i guess then it's my turn and i'm like hey trey like i'm lonnie like, oh, lonnie good to meet you man and i'm like you know my friends and I would really love to hear Esther this summer. And he uh, he said, he's like, oh, that's a really, it wasn't morbid. It was, he, I wish I remember, it was some adjective, some very specific, you know, like Trey geared adjective that he used to describe yeah. Esther. He's like, oh yeah, like that's whatever. I forget the word. Fill so, in the blank, yeah. Fill in the blank. Um, and we talked about it and... Not too much. And then we got a picture and that's the picture you see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the kids take over. It was very quick. Um, you know, kind of just flashes before your eye. Yeah. But you know, when he, you know, when he looks into your eyes, like it's pretty powerful, <laughs> cheesy, but like those very big eyes, as we all know, like, yeah. those eyes yeah. are a lot. And like when they're looking right into yours, like, 
Yeah. That's really all that matters. That's really. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, because it's this, it's, he's this like thing to us. And like, we've read the book, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but, and like, we've seen all these shows, we've watched all these documentaries and, you know, it's like, we feel like we know all four of them, but like Trey is like, obviously the leader. Yeah. This dude we're looking up to. And then even as putting like you being a musician on top of that, you know, like learning his songs and it's like, you get that moment to where you're not just another face in the crowd. You're looking face to face with him and like having yeah. a conversation, dude, that's, that's cool. I know. I wanted to tell him. I remember I went back up to my friends after, you know, back to the front of the cap and they're like, how was it? I'm like, it was great, but I really, I should mundane, by the way, mundane. Esther is a mundane song <laughs> in Trey's yeah. words. Okay. Like, oh, that's, a really, that's a really mundane song. And I mean, but, that would have thrown yeah. me off. I would have been like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, but the next summer tour at the Gorge, he plays it. They play it at the Gorge. Night really? two, set one. I'm here. <laughs> that was the one set of the weekend that Sarah and I went up onto like the cliffs. Yeah. To, like, take it all in. Uh-huh. And we got it. And that was Sarah and I's first, she's heard Esther before, but like, that was a big chase for Sarah, both Sarah and I. And so then they ended up playing, as we know, like four or five times from that point, like. Yeah, Esther. Esther has been in like semi regular rotation. Um, but I went back up to my friends. I'm like, you know what? I should have said to him. Should have said that. Learning my friend, my friend on guitar has shown me the guitar in a way I've never seen it before. Because that's like that guitar, you know, yeah. connection. But you know, yeah. <laughs> then we had a great tab show, and it was super great. Yeah. It was night two of tab at the cap in 2020, and then that was the last time I saw, we saw Trey for a while, unless you were in Mexico. That's cool though. And like you said, like that was 2020, right? Yeah. So like what like this is like in the height of COVID. So was no, he like standoffing? No, this was before COVID was a thing in the States at least. This was January. Oh, so this is we didn't get right hit until March. Before. Okay, gotcha. There was we had a whole we did a whole Mike Gordon tour in Jan gotcha. in like okay. late January 2020. There was yeah, there was some good music in those first, you know. Th two and a half months gotcha because i was curious if he was like because he's been pretty like you've seen him like he like masks up and everything like he's pretty like yeah. they're all pretty on top of it and i was hearing you say 2020 just hearing the year 2020 because yeah. most of it is like that's what people think of it's like oh my god that's when shit all started uh but yeah i guess it makes sense if it was right before so you caught the yeah. nice dude there were still shows it was it was amazing that's awesome so you've seen Fish 104 times. You met Trey. Um, got introduced at the Baker's Dozen. Um, what, after all of these shows that you've seen, and after like you're deep into the rabbit hole now, what is your favorite year of Fish? Like as a musician, like whenever you're going back and listening and you're like admiring like the playing style or just like hearing like where the band is in their growth at that point. What's your favorite year? Um, I love, I love like 87, 88, whatever. Early. Like as one option. Yeah. Because you can hear, you hear, you know, if you listen to like some of the first Yems, some of the, fir the first Fluffhead on recording, which is at like Hunts in 84, 
Dude of Life is on vocals because it's his song. Sure. The, it, the, the song is in a completely different arrangement. It's so good. I just love listening to those and just kind of hearing like where songs started. Like you listen to early McRubs. Yeah, yeah, you listen to like some of the like the first handful of McRubs and the lyrics were spoken, not sung. Mm-hmm. So when they did McRup just the other week at Mexico for the encore the last night, for like the first like two verses, Trey speaks it. So I'm just like freaking out. And I'm like, oh my God, like he hasn't done this since 86. <laughs> but like, you know, who knows if that's the case or not. Sure. But I love I love listening to just like, you know, when Trey's still like, you know, this is when Trey's getting his chops up on guitar. Learning, and yeah. And the band is learning how to play with each other. Um, I think it's super cool. I love, I'm a sucker for 93. Anything like 91 to 94 is just like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Dude, spring 93 is like. <sighs> yeah, it's it's next level. It's, it's so level. raw and so fucking A, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Tr- early you know, years for you. Yeah. Early years, you know, when there weren't really like effects to like cover up. Yeah. You know, not to cover up, but like to like take place of just like of playing of just raw like raw plastery yeah um i think 95 is my all-time favorite year sure because you still get you know you'll still get songs like all things reconsidered mm-hmm. um which i love i guess i'm chasing that trey if you're listening all things reconsidered you can play it slow but please play it and eliza <laughs> you know like a lot of that stuff like yeah some of the first records are so good and so technical and you know, I would love to like see Trey give it one more shot and then you could retire this on forever. <laughs> one more shot. Like, if you played slow brother, you could do a slow Eliza or a slow <laughs> all things reconsidered. Yeah. But that, that just might be the guitar player in me speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 95 is so good too because you have massive jams. You have Hershey 95, you know, on, on December 1st. Um, New Year's obviously, but that whole summer, I mean, like, you know, short hair tray and like the pinstripe pants, like <laughs> a lot of acoustic armies, a lot of just like fun experimentation. You know, now they have their bluegrass chops up because that's what they were doing in 94. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, Gordon Stone on tour with them teaching them the ways. That stuff is so cool. And like the footage on YouTube of like them backstage. Backstage. Like, um, I'm blue, I'm lonesome when they're yep. all doing that. I know oh, exactly God. what you're talking about. Dude. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so I good. I love that. So you, are you a um, uh, a bluegrass fan as well? Um, yeah, my cousin, you know, my cousin, he like turned me on to the dead and the band and Dylan and Wilco and all these like, you know, heady Americana yeah. bands. So I always like had that appreciation. It's also his birthday today. Happy birthday, Harris. Um, birthday, Harris. Yeah. And he was at that Alpine 2010 show, which is funny. Thing I was there on. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I always had that appreciation for just like raw acoustic, sure, you know, Americana, and then yeah, hearing Fish do it, yeah, and also like Shred and Uncle Pen, super cool. Oh, Uncle Pen is a big chase of mine, too. There you go. I heard I technically was there for the Baker Susan one, but I don't remember, yeah, I didn't know what it was, but you were there. I was there, it's on your stat sheet, it's on my stat sheet, but it's not in my it's not in my brain stat, right? And that's a quick, like, you gotta like. You got to be there for that. And that's like a two minute ripper, dude. It's, yeah. It's there and then it's gone. <laughs> really? I was there for a Billy, a Billy Strings one at Nassau last year. I he saw Billy Uncle Strings Penn, do it too. It was unbelievable. As you dude, it, 
and it's so funny. You probably had the same like experience with it. Like I'm at this Billy String show and, you know, loving it. I'm a fan of bluegrass and he goes into Uncle Pin and immediately, like, I know it's not Fish's song, but immediately I'm like, oh my God, like he's covering Fish. And I was like, no, it's not Fish. But then I'm, I'm like looking around and it's like, it seemed like I was the only person that knew like Uncle Pin. I'm like singing it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because we know that song to fish. Exactly. In our head, it's a fish song. Exactly. Exactly. And Billy, I mean, he is like, he's played with Trey. Like he was covering fish songs before he even played with Trey. So like he's, that's kind of like what I was hoping for going into that. You know, yeah. we talked about expectations, right? I was like, dude, if he just covers like a back on the train or something, I'm going to lose my shit. But it didn't yeah, happen. I'd love to see the two of them on stage together. I would too. Yeah. I would too. And who would have ever thought? you know, that that happened. I was like, what? I know. Trey is playing with Phil? Like, what? And that was... He, like, Trey's, like... Trey is, like, on his toes the entire time. Because like, he knows. Smiling, because he knows. He knows. He's he like, knows dude, this truth. kid's got some fucking chops, dude. Dude, I it must have been a trip for Trey to, like, watch him just, like, <laughs> point yeah. blank. Yeah. You know, he had to be in awe, dude. Yeah, I like... I like that's when I like seeing Trey like out of his comfort zone a little bit when you can see he's enjoying it and like being challenged and like, yeah. And I love that he does that. You don't see, you know, because someone at at his height in his career, he's been doing this thing for 40 years. Like he's kind of like a guitar God and taking that like dose of not humility, but like, or checking your ego, you know, and like being like, okay, this kid's in his fucking twenties, and I'm just like sitting here playing with him and like hanging back so he can fucking acoustically shred my fucking face off. Like that's pretty fucking cool to right. like set that ego down. Man, okay. Favorite jam of all time. I always describe this as you're on a desert island. You can take one fish jam with you, and that's all you can listen to for the rest of your life. What's your jam? Probably the Went Gin. Nice. Yeah, it's just when Mike hits that A, like, you know, jam is C to G. And then obviously, you know, that uh, Guitar Gate break the anatomy of a jam video. Like, it's so good. That's so good. And like that, you know, spawned a lot of appreciation. But then you just listen and like, you really hear it when Mike hits that A. It's all right here, dude. It's all exactly, exactly. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. I I don't either. But my, you know, that was all Mike Gordon, and yeah. of course, the rest of the band, you know, follows, and it's just like seven minutes of like that bliss, bliss, dude, bliss. Like I think Trey's like really on like two notes. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's what Trey's so good at. It's like. I've learned is like not so much like obviously the left hand is fucking priceless. Yeah. But what he does with his right hand, you know, his rhythm. Yeah. Picking. And that jam. That's a good one. Is and then it goes into Uncle Penn. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> Tied it all back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that, dude. It's so it's so good. And like talking like going back to like talking about like that feeling, like yeah. That's that's what like you hear people talk about like heaven and like the afterlife and all this shit. Like that's that feeling that you get whenever Mike hits that a 
I, that's the closest I think that like what he, like that you see the sun. And it's like 100%. just you're floating. You're like this is heaven. You didn't know that's it was what possible. it feels like. Yeah, it's so good. That's a really good pick, man. Yeah, it's super. It just sticks out. Yeah, like I'll listen to that every week. You know. Yeah, it's in it's in your rotation big time. Um, so we talked about ride captain ride um, as a cover. We talked talked about Albuquerque as a cover. Yeah. Um, outside of those, what's a song that you would like to see Fish cover? Maybe one that they haven't done before. Ooh. Um, probably something, you know, I'd love to see him do something off of Tommy, uh, who album. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. You know, they've done, we're not going to take it. They've done that with Tom Marshall before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like eyesight to the blind. Well, they've done Sparks, so that's cool. I mean, I would just love to see Fish do Tommy. Like Quadrophenia is great. I'm I'm a Tommy guy. Like yeah. Um, if you would ask me, like if they can go back to ten thirty one ninety five and change it and do Tommy instead, <laughs> yeah. I'd be so much happier. <laughs> like Quadrophenia is amazing. It's a masterpiece, and like Fishman doing Love Rain over me is you know yeah. But like realistically does anyone really talk about like fish's quadrophenia like halloween costume yeah yeah they do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. and they and they and they with uh with uh oh my god my generation and yeah. exploded the drum kit yeah i mean you can't beat that yeah but i think tommy is so much more like i i'm just biased because i love tommy it's like tommy's like the who's rift yeah right. yeah quadrophenia is like their story of the ghost i love this game <laughs> I, I love this kid that really yeah. that's pretty fucking accurate right yeah so yeah tommy would be sick the whole Anything thing off tommy yeah front okay to back. front to back let's go but i mean if for any fans out there who are listening who were there for that we're not going to take it show with tom marshall i think that was like 96 97 at the garden you know, they go into the listening to you. I get the music like that. That would have been like heaven. <laughs> listening to it, you know, <laughs> hits, but not as hard as the wench in. But like being yeah. there would have been like, whoa. Would have been super cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the flip side, what is a fish song that you would be okay with never hearing again? Everything's right. Everything's right. Doesn't do it for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everything's wrong. <laughs> it's oh. 2023, man. <laughs> Nothing's right. <laughs> Everything's right. I mean, okay. I'm big on like I'm I'm someone who will like I'm transitioning out of this now, but like for a long time I'm always like a first set over second set guy. I think it was just like kind of like going into like my start of fish and just like wanting to sing more words and like hear more songs rather than like get jams. more jams. Yeah. Like, at least for a while. And, like, I still feel like that. Like, you know, I want a first set to be 13 songs. Like, take a couple out for, like, an eight-minute spin. But, like, let's let's. I want a jukebox first set. And I want yeah. a tripped-out, spacey second set. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, so, like, when a show starts with, like, a 13-minute, 14-minute, everything's right. I'm just like, all right yeah let's 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 uh let's do something else yeah no but um 
Yeah, is it like the, right, any the of that, any, everything's right. Life, be, I like life beyond a dream. It's not terrible. It's not sure. as bad as you think. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. Does it have anything to so like with everything right? Everything's right. Does it have anything to do with like the like the lovey vibe? Like this, like we're all in this together thing, or is it more of just like the placement of it where it usually lands, or what is no, it about? I it? think it's just like the the lyrics just are like they don't invoke anything in me yeah yeah um maybe i'm just not at that point yet obviously you know trey and i are 30 years apart and he's had and he has a whole life you know as yeah. i think as as a young fan i think about this a lot like as a younger fan on the spectrum of eight of you know fish fan age it's tough to like connect to those songs that like Trey has written in these later years of his life and stages of fish based off his, you know, experiences with people dying and, you know, overcoming these insane things that I can't fathom. Right. Because I'm not there yet. I think that's why, you know, like, I'm just like, eh. because, yeah. you know, I want to, I want to hear all things reconsidered. I want to hear like a rip in like, cavern still you know like yeah give me that yeah. stuff um yeah you know, no that's it's, definitely it's a yeah it's like I'm, I'm not there yet i can't connect to those songs like i'm still like mentally in like 94 95 yeah like that's what i want to hear <laughs> right and it's like our expectations you know um but one day we're just we're gonna be in our 50s we're gonna be like driving down the road and everything right everything's right it's gonna come on and we're gonna be like huh yeah 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 <laughs> I'm just not there yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. And it, but for it does the older have to fans in the scene, you know, like they probably have, you know, things that they can, can you know, tie that song to. Just yeah. like, you know, Betray. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. I'm with you though. I'm with you. I'm yeah. Yeah. Let me let's let's pull some barn burners out before we start hugging everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um can I say so, something controversial though? I love it. Yes. Um, I was talking about this with a friend yesterday, though. Um, I think they they can, like, take a year off from Fluffhead. I think okay. we got a lot, like, to bring it to, like, a 1.0 song. Yeah. We got a lot of Fluffheads last year. It's, and, like, it got to a point where it was, like, Fluffhead again? It's funny how that happens, right? Like, with, yeah. like, the cycle rotate, like, what they'll play, and it's, like, oh, my God, it's a huge fucking bust out. And then it's, like, in regular rotation, and it yeah. kind of loses that magic yeah i think um, had lost some of its magic but then the last few if you listen to like the last like most recent three fluffheads they could take them for spins they take yeah. them for like really like alpine fluffhead and it was really crazy dude i'm not fluffhead was played kind of too much in 2022 i'm i know you said controversial but like i'm not opposed to that because i i understand it I understand Fluffhead. I just want to get that out of the way before I say this. I understand. It's fucking cool. It's a lot it, a lot of Fluffheads are like what makes it click for people. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like one of my buddies I had on here. Like that was like we were at Clarkston uh DTE Pineob whatever you want to call it and starting off that second set with Fluffhead like he was like that's the moment. And like I get it. I understand Fluffhead, but Fluffhead for me has never resonated like that like i understand it i appreciate it i'm like this is fucking cool if it comes on 
I'm like, okay, we're going to have 12 minutes, 13 minutes of pretty much we know what's coming for the most part. Exactly. So I wouldn't be upset. I'm kind of on the same page with you. I wouldn't be upset if they rested it for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think Trey knows that though. I don't, you know, I think he he's always conscious of what he plays and what he, yeah, what's in rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, only because I was talking about it with a friend. I was like, Fluffhead, I think Fluffhead needs a, needs a break. So people start chasing it again. And so when it's played again, it's like, <sighs> you get that reaction. Yeah. yeah. Which a song like Fluffhead deserves. It does. Needs some respect. Yeah. It just has to be earned. <laughs> um okay so i like to wrap these up on sharing some favorite memories from tour so you've seen 104 fish shows what are those other than i'm sure that meeting trey even though that was at a tab show like stands out but what are some of those things that like stand out some of those favorite memories could be at a show could be on the lot before the show could be driving to a show what stands out in your memory um the entire summer 18 tour. I did the whole thing with my buddy Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole tour, I mean, driving from the gorge all the way down to Los Angeles, that whole West Coast opening leg of summer tour. Um, driving, camping out in Big Sur, almost trying. This guy tried to like kick us out of the campsite at 3 a.m. while half of us were like under the influence because we were being loud. And it was like a, technically a glamping. Our friend booked a glamping site uh-huh. instead of a camping site. Yeah. So we pull in, we pull in at like one in the morning, like brights on, everyone's like popping out of their tent, like what's going on? And we set up and then all of a sudden, beers start getting open, guitars start getting strung. And like, <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable because everyone was just like sleeping. Yeah. And then we pull up and like on different up. pages. Yeah. And so like the guy is like, you need to leave. And we're like, you expect us to drive right now? Yeah. In the middle of the night? Not happening, buddy. It was so funny. Um, that was super fun. I mean, you know, the whole curveball weekend, not like a favorite memory, but definitely one that stands, stands out. out. Just yeah. the whole, you know, spontaneity of it all. Um, I sold Gatorades on Shakedown for like the second half of Summer Tour 18. That was super fun. Isn't that fun? It's so fun. Well, you know, you got to finance it somehow. Yeah. Gas and you have all you, I have all the primary colors. I have red, blue, yellow, and green, <laughs> and orange, and orange, <laughs> yellow, and orange. Um, it was great. Everyone, dude, Gatorade is so nice after a show, especially in the summer when you're yeah, sweating. Dude. Like, to hell with a beer, like a Gatorade. Yeah, two bucks, it, easy. Yep. Um, so that was super fun. You know, flying out for Arizona and Chula Vista. Um, Super last minute for fall tour 21. That was a blast. I'm just like in the middle of nowhere, you know, driving yeah. for fish. And that was another, I think, Fluffhead opened one of those shows or was played and was like one of the first like jammed Fluffheads. Mm-hmm. Going to Arkansas for 4.0 opener was a blast because that was a yeah. quick fly from New York that morning. LaGuardia to St. Louis, get picked up at like noon, five hours down to Rogers. Wow. the show. Five hours back up to St. Louis right after to f- catch a six a.m. flight home from New York to to log in for my for my nine thirty a.m. Zoom <laughs> my team, you know, like camera off, camera off. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. And those and, are like and, the and, best ones. Yeah, and any MSG run is just when you live, you know. Yeah, it means something. When that's your backyard, it's so nice. Yeah, 
So are you hitting all seven? Definitely. Did you get them in the lotto or did you put I didn't even, we didn't, we didn't really try for tickets. Gotcha. We just like, we just, we just blanked on it. Like I actually did try it and I had my card in and like the site would give me so much trouble. Like, like your address isn't entered correctly. And I think a lot of people were experiencing that. Um, yeah. Eventually I just gave up. Not too worried about it. You'll um, get in. We'll get in. We always do. Um, I will be there. Not sure about the rest of summer. I think I'll be in San Francisco though for spring tour. Cool. That should be fun. So San Fran and then MSG. LA. Yeah. What about cool. you? Um, it's one of those like this year I'm playing it by ear because yeah. I have two two of my buddies are getting married. Um and they're both destination weddings heading into summer. So I'm seeing how finances play out with both of those trips. And then see like, there's one going back to like, if fish is within like a five to eight hour window of where you're at, like you got to go. So the two shows that are in uh Burgettstown, uh, yeah, definitely going to hit that or hit those shows. And then Dick's um, that's, one that me and my buddies like always do. Um, but it's going to be up in the air with Dix yeah. for me this year. So maybe six if I hit Dix, um, but definitely two. So, yeah, I'd like to go to some of those like midweek smaller shows, right? Like Star yeah. Lake or like Wilmington, North Carolina is like an 8,000 person venue. Yeah. Like the smaller. And that's when like, those are the shows, like if you're chasing something, like maybe just go to those shows. Cause like, that's when Those obscure, out-of-the-way ones are like, you know, where you might hear something you've been looking to hear for a while. Going to get a little nugget. Yeah. Maybe it's a jam. Maybe it's a bust out. Maybe it's both. You never know. <laughs> but a high chance for a uh, bittersweet motel in Burgettown, potentially. Oh. Unless it's too obvious. It might be. It might be. It might but be. But maybe Encore. Exactly. I think he played yeah. the last bittersweet motel, I think, was at the Gorge in 21. 22, 21. Hmm. I think it was the encore at the gorge, which was obviously very unexpected. Dude, That's I would I would love that. That's one of those songs like where you know, like you're just getting the song, like you're not getting anything special, but like I would I would love to hear that. Oh yeah. It'd be cool. Like I'm that and like strange design and when the circus comes are all like love those. Out, just like who 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 could be mad about this? Yeah. They're they're those and I was talking about this a little bit on the last episode, but like those, and like you could even throw shade in there. Those are just good songs. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if it's fish playing and singing it. It doesn't matter who, who it is. That's just a good, well-written kick-ass song. Yeah. Shade, shade's a great song. I love shade. I know. I love shade. We're going to cover it someday. Like that's going to be one of like the more recent, like gooey Trey songs that yeah. we'll cover. That'll be like the first. <laughs> We'll cover Shade before we cover Everything's Right. Actually, no, we played Everything's Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> at, our show, at our first show. The whole time you're just sitting there frowning. You're like, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> music. But then you got to take it for a spin because that's really the point of that song. It's like, yeah, take it for a ride. Let's see where it goes. Exactly. I love it. Dude, Lonnie, thank you so much for taking the time on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. to be on the to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. It was nice meeting you. Likewise. And, um, Plug your plug your guys' band. Where do you have anything coming up? Yes. Sarah Laws is almost fish seep. We are full throttle right now. Next a week from today, March 18th. 
Philadelphia Southern Jersey Network. We are playing at the Falzer Club in North Philly on March 18th with the band What with a question mark. Um, they're playing with us. They're kicking things off right. Show starts at eight uh, for the New York City crowd, um, March 28th at New Blue, and then April 2nd at Bose Bar in Greenlaw, New York on Long Island. That's going to be a big one. April 2nd was the first day of Island Tour. Um, and this is April 2nd, 2023, which is exactly 25 years later to the date. So we are doing a big Island Tour show. So kind of like the greatest hits of the Island Tour and all yeah, that. A, a roses? There's going to be a lot. I mean, <laughs> not learning yem for nothing. <laughs> I, love I, don't know gonna, I don't know if I can pull off an oaky pot into it, but... dude. But in Yem in Island Tour fashion, maybe Yem will still be the second song as it cool. was at the Island Tour. Cool. And so that's, that's what's coming. And where can people find uh, you on socials? Yeah. Your personal, the band? Yeah. Um, for Seep, Facebook and Instagram. Seep, Sarah Laws, Almost Fish. Can't miss it. Um, and personal, Laundrow Eats on Instagram. I do pizza. I do private pizza parties. I do, you know, for the New Year's run on the 30th, I delivered 45 chicken parm sandwiches to nice. the Madison Square Garden area it's for, you know, appreciative and hungry fans. That was super cool. So follow Laundro Eats, keep up with the food stuff. Um, whenever fish comes to town, I will always do a food thing. So if you're coming in from, from Oregon, from Michigan, and you want a proper, you know, New York chicken parm sandwich, to do that for you that's cool man that's cool yeah. you do that yeah it's super fun giving back yeah that's the uh that's the livelihood right there yeah and I the music it. and the music and the music always dude thank you so much for taking the time to be on and well, hopefully having me absolutely and hopefully uh we can cross paths at a show soon i hope so it'll, it'll be happen. it's gonna be one of those like you're walking up i'm walking down play <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> those are the best ones. Yeah, I love or those. From like, or from like, like across the pavilion or the lawn or something. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Play it, play it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, cool. Hang out. Uh, I'm gonna end the show, and we'll talk logistics. Cool.